0: Hello there, everybody. Hey, welcome. I'm Rob Freed, and you're listening to Band Central Radio, which broadcasts from 12 to 1 p.m. the fourth Monday of every month here on WPKN. We've been broadcasting for about five years now, and I want to thank all our re- regular listeners for tuning in, and a uh, special thanks to Joseph Chelli who just... You know, if you were listening in the last hour, man, that is some serious musicologist playing us all that Korean music. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I am a singer-songwriter, a bassist. I'm the executive director of Band Central, uh, which is a local philanthropy. We have a fund at the Fairfield County's Community Foundation, and we help local nonprofits get the word out and raise money. Um, I am also a radio talk show host. Yay! So you found us. Um, And this next hour is really what it is, is a part of an initiative by uh, Band Central and PKN to not just play music, but to create a platform. So we reach into the nonprofit community. We get different executive directors of the nonprofits to come on, talk about their musicians. We get local musicians to come on and talk about their music and the local scene. And it's really a beautiful thing. So we got a great show over in the next uh, 53 minutes or so. We've got uh, singer-songwriter Fuzz with us here in the studio. Hey, Fuzz, you there? I'm there. All right. <laughs> and uh, Fuzz is going to be in for a little interview, and he's going to perform a song with me. We also have Howard Saffin, who's the uh, the president and CEO of the Bridgeport Harbor Yard Amphitheater. And he's going to talk about live music this summer and what's going to be going on uh, there and also talk about what he's doing in local philanthropy. But uh, today's a big day, Steve. Uh, Mercury is out of retrograde. So it's, time, it's time again where we can, uh, you know, put ourselves out there and be a communication. But. Uh, before we get on to the show, I do want to introduce um, WPKN General Manager Steve DiCostanza.
1: Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Good to, good to see you again.
0: Great, man. And, and uh, I want to talk about some of the exciting things going on at PKN. Uh, but before I do, let me just take a minute and uh, tell you guys some things going on with Band Central and the local community. How's that sound?
1: I think that sounds like a great plan.
0: Love it. Love good. it. So cool. So, you know, we, we say at Band Central, our job is to show up, get down, and do good. And, what, and that really means helping Connecticut nonprofits and families uh, with the dire needs that they have. And, and trying to make giving fun so that, you know, everyone that we touch has the opportunity to thrive. How's that sound, guys?
1: I like it. Yeah. I think it's a wonderful mission.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, same here. So uh, so everybody, listeners included, whether you're home having a little lunch or driving uh, on the highway be- between here and there, you have an opportunity this Thursday to be involved with Giving Day. So Giving Day is its really our region's biggest day of philanthropy. Um and it starts at 830 in the morning uh, with a launch party that's hosted by uh, Fairfield County's mm-hmm. Community Foundation. And if you go to fcgives.org, fairfieldcountyfcgives.org, you can, you know, learn about that. You can be involved. You can, you know, you can give a dollar. You can give five dollars. You can, you can maybe learn about some opportunities to, to volunteer. So that is uh, that's a big deal. This Thursday, the twenty fifth. Um, as far as band central, we've got some spring and summer events starting to take shape, Steve. No,
1: well, that's good to hear. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, um, we like
1: events that are taking shape. <laughs> yeah, <supposed> to not. <laughs> exactly.
0: We're going to be uh, we're going to be doing events for Siri. You know, the Connecticut yeah. Institute oh, yeah. for I Refugees love Siri. and Immigrants. Yep. They're a great great organization. We're going to be doing something for Wolfgang, the Sterling House Community Center, the Center for Family Justice. And uh, if you want to learn more about that, or if you want to sign up to just stay in touch with Band Central mm-hmm. via our monthly newsletter, you can visit experiencebandcentral.com. Excellent. Experiencebandcentral.com. And uh, you could also follow us on Facebook. And... Uh, You know, I also have one cool event coming up I was going to tell you about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I play bass and sing in a group called the Connecticut Grateful Dead All-Stars. And it's a a Grateful Dead uh, cover band with members from some of the best Grateful Dead cover bands, you know, in Connecticut. Sure. And we're doing a three-night run at the warehouse at Fairfield Theater, all socially distanced. Wow.
1: That uh, sounds like fun. You know, yeah, only,
0: they only allow 140 people in of yep. a max of 640. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, there's plenty of room, but it's March 5th, 6th, and 7th at the warehouse. So if you are into the dead and you just want to groove on some live music, go to fairfieldtheater.org and, uh, and scoop up some tickets. Hmm. Cool. Great. So uh, I had not heard
1: about that, so yeah, that's have, pretty cool. Right, it's right. good to have that on the calendar. Yeah. That was the old Music Mash weekend. Oh, Unfortunately okay. uh without without Music Mash uh happening this year but I'm glad there's a nice Grateful Dead uh concert going on at FTC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. three nights cool. a week
0: we do not play one song the same over oh, yeah. the whole three nights. Three yeah. totally different shows. That's yeah, great. Three shows. And you know, I want to talk about PKN for a minute, Steve. I had the opportunity to uh to visit the new PKN space. Uh Last time yeah, I was here at the studio, and uh, how, how's that going, Steve? Well, I'm like, glad give you could. An update.
1: I'm glad you could see it. Also, I just uh, I wanted to mention that uh, we we had a nice uh, article in the paper yesterday in the CT Post. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, full full page article, and uh, it's uh, in, available now. I think via CT Insider, since it's hard to get physical copies of the paper these right. days. But yeah, it was great to have you come over to uh, 277 Fairfield Avenue where we're moving. And Rob had a chance to see, uh, I think that was after the second demolition, if I remember correctly, or maybe not, but had we taken everything down from the ceiling and all the, all the flooring up and the carpeting up? Yes. Okay, so then that was after the final, final demolition. So we're, we're basically just about ready to get a construction uh, permit uh, from the city of Bridgeport. Uh, Phil Kuchma, who is uh, our uh, construction manager and a- actually also the owner of that property Uh, He's uh, getting that ready with our architect duo Dickinson and Sean Rowe and uh, then we do some framing and insulating and we've got uh, some IT people that we've been talking with to get kind of the IT package put together and uh, there's a lot of moving parts but uh, it's it's very exciting
0: you know plus one thing i'm really psyched about with the oh. new studio they'll have the same two studios the live room and then the production studio right but they're also having a third studio that's going to be for like podcasting oh great and yeah and, that's
1: uh, we're, we're very proud of that
0: and they're, they're going to bring in like students from the high schools oh really to learn you know to learn about Broadcasting oh. and you know it'll be like an edu- little opportunity for education. Oh, that's
2: that's interesting because I'm working on a project like that with Suzanne Catchmore actually to do like you know some like getting getting students to talk about their experience during COVID. Right. And we're, we haven't quite figured out the format. It's going to be like sharing creative writing and visual art and and music and but podcast came up as another potential and Great. it's going to be ongoing so maybe that's something that could work in conjunction with
1: it, it is that, i you know. mean that's it's kind of our commitment to the community to have this flex studio and to allow some pro bono use of those yep. studios by area groups and other area nonprofits, you know?
0: Right. Yes. And then Fuzz was just mentioning Suzanne Katchmar, the executive director of city lights gallery. That's, that's a very giving person and a very talented, energetic woman who's sure. trying to do a lot for local artists and also for the, uh, you know, the Bridgeport school. System. Yeah. So She'll be don't...
1: our new neighbor too, you oh, know, yeah, just yeah. down the street and right, it, just... also in a Phil Kuchma building. So, he's... so
0: Steve, I got a quick question yeah. for you mm-hmm. though. One of the themes of this show, you know, We know PKN has some talented DJs and is known for the uniqueness of the musical programming. But one of the things that this hour of radio is dedicated to is the metaphor of PKN as a flashlight shining a light on the community. And I want you to go in your memory. Just Mm. think of like one event that you would share with us that's a tangible example you're most proud of. About where PKN was more than just a music station.
1: Oh boy, uh, <laughs> that's a big question. Well, your well questions yeah, will be easy. You know, you. I mean, be, besides having you know hundreds of nonprofits <laughs> come into our studio, right, to to shine a light on on their executive director and their mission statement, uh, a lot of people don't realize this uh, that at the WPKN has what's called uh, two subcarriers, and we actually. Uh, A number of years ago, we uh, decided to give a subcarrier to a group called Chris, which is the uh, Connecticut Radio Information Service, for free, so that they could actually use that subcarrier to help um, uh, broadcast to those who are uh, hearing impaired, right, Um, or visually impaired, for the most part visually impaired. Uh, a they could have a radio that was set to the subcarrier frequency so that they could actually have uh, news readers in different studios with Chris hey, Steve, uh, read one the sec- news one second. yeah
0: are these red lights supposed to be on yeah but i think it's it's as long as
1: the vus are going everything is fine okay so uh it, it, are the vus going the
0: vus are going okay good Good, good. just wanted to make sure we're that, not
1: talking. To that, well, that others. just simply means that the uh, light bulb is probably burned out. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the high-tech answer Right. There.
2: right. <laughs> Another good reason to be moving. <laughs> exactly. It's all part of the process, right?
1: Ah, oh, those damn light bulbs, right? All right, so you were telling us. So, but it is, so it's very exciting because there, uh, there are about 2,000 of these radios that are uh, in uh, different households for the um, you know, visually impaired, and they can actually hear readers. Reading different news stories, uh, d- uh, different articles from uh, magazines, and I'm r- really proud of that. I mean, it's something that we don't necessarily talk too much about on WPKN, but we've been doing it for about 20 years. Right. Uh, again, as, as on a pro bono basis, nothing comes back to us for it. So that's just it's very, um, I, I think, generous of WPKN. That's what we like to do. For and so, who, who benefits? Uh, a group called Chris C R I S, hmm. called the Connecticut Radio. Information services. It's a pretty large nonprofit, and they cool. service you know thousands and thousands uh, in in and around different counties, not just Fairfield, but New Haven, Litchfield, and up in near in Hartford as well.
0: That's great. cool. Cool. Well, you know, those of you who want to hear more from Steve DiCostanza, he he has some great <coughs> programs that he hosts here on PKN, and in a minute we are going to move on and start talking to our special guest today, Fuzz. But before we do, I want to play. One of the songs uh, from one of Fuzz's groups called Caravan of Thieves. Here is a song called Dead Wrong. Bag of
3: Bones. Try. Right.
0: Yeah, my name is Rob Freed, and you are listening to Band Central Radio here on WPKN. That was a song called Dead Wrong by Caravan of Thieves. And we happen to have uh, one of the thieves with us right here in the studio. Uh, he is a singer and songwriter. He's a guitarist, a vocalist. He has uh, played with the TomTom Tom Club. Uh, He's well-known locally as uh, part of Deep Banana Blackout, Caravan of Thieves. He's also played in something like 15 different Band Central shows over the years. And less known is he is a producer and an engineer of music as well as a music educator. Hey, Fuzz, welcome. Hey, Rob. So Fuzz um, is actually, uh, his real name is James Sangiovanni and uh it takes quite a person to be able to uh have a name like fuzz like you know you think of sting and prince <laughs> how how did uh, how did the name fuzz come about
2: well it, it's not as um, entertainment or showbizy uh related actually it was a it was a, a nickname i had since I'm probably about 10 years old because i had pretty bushy you know Kind of kind of fro thing going on, and and, uh, and it was I was on a hockey team, and everybody had their nickname, and mine was Fuzzy, so it just stuck because I started playing guitar a few years later, and and then the name just stuck. It was kind of like Fuzz, the guitarist, but it really was just a hockey team nickname.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it 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 does fit you because you are so approachable and uh, warm. Uh, you know, you got that teddy bear kind of thing going. Um, <laughs> Why? Why guitar fuzz? Why? Why do you play guitar? And and, and how did singing come along as well?
2: Um, well, the, uh, the the guitar, I you know, uh, so I started playing guitar when I was twelve, and. And that was around the height of the MTV era, you know, so I'm watching MTV videos, and I was always a big music fan ever since I'm a little as far as I can remember, a little you know little kid playing my parents' records and obsessing over them. but, but, uh, but when I turned 12, you know the, the, the rock really lured me in, like you know, the, the shredding guitarist on MTV like Van Halen and you know all that sort of stuff. And so I think that just sort of drew me into being like, I want to I do that, I want to be one of those guys." But of course, as I got on with music. I got a lot more, uh, you know, the, the interest became much broader than, than that. And, uh, and a few years later, when I started writing songs and doing, getting more into other kinds of music, soul and blues, you know, I, I wanted to be a singer, too, because I was like, I, I want to be able to sing my songs. I, I, I started admiring vocalists as much as I was admir- admiring uh, guitarists and that kind of thing.
0: So give, a, give us a couple of your, your musical influences when you were starting out. And you could sort of break it up into musical influences on guitar and musical influences on voice because maybe they're different.
2: Yeah, they they are, you know, cuz I, I think when I, you know, so guitar-wise, I was I was really into uh I was into AC I mean, I remember the AC/DC back and Black Record. I that that tape, I, <laughs> I that tape, I probably I literally wore it out listening to it day, every day. Uh, same thing with Rush Moving Pictures. It was I was all about the, you know, that record over and over again. I think the first thing I tried to play on the guitar when I brought it home was Red Barchetta. You know, do dude. I you know, was like I figured it out. I was like, "Oh, I think that's but uh, no, i was really into the police as well and so Zenyata Mandata was a record i listened to over i would sing those songs over i was very into sting and the police speaking of the one word names yeah. um you know as well as that pink floyd that that really got me into uh getting into lyrics i was very like enamored with the, the pink floyd lyrics as a as a teenager um, just wanted to write songs as deep and introspective as them. <laughs>
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, which, which, of course, you did have an opportunity to do with Caravan of Thieves, and, and you've also, you know, from time to time performed Pink Floyd songs as well.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Every chance I get, i like, oh, someone wants to play a Pink Floyd song? I'll pull it out. You know, it's still, it's still a favorite of mine, even, you know many years later. And
0: how about your vocal styling? What would you... uh, Because I always think of you vocally maybe a little less hard rock. There's something else going on.
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, when I... Well, you know, so the first songs I probably tried to sing were Pink Floyd songs, and I kind of almost think of their vocals as pretty, like... Almost like uh, less um, ornate and more just like getting the song across, you know. Uh, but then I, st- I started getting into blues singers and I was really into like, uh, you, know, all, you know, I wanted to play blues for a long time. And that's actually what got me into Deep Banana Blackout because blues led to funk. But but in the beginning, I was just wanted to emulate any of the R&B artists, the blues artists, that kind of thing. And I think that's where I started picking up some more of my uh, vocal stylings and you know I think I've tried to find my own way these days with it now but but and and it keeps changing you know like over the I was also a big Beatles I wanted to sound like the Beatles for a time you know it's just uh, over the years it's changed a lot but uh but uh you know I I've learned to try not to force it too much Well really- if you
0: if you get the ha- opportunity to hear Caravan of Thieves uh dear listeners you'll actually hear all those influence that influences that fuzz is talking about in the music um and in the in the uh the beautiful harmony arrangements that he has with uh with carrie um fuzz you know when i when I think of you um I think of you as a guitar player who has a very unique capability in that it's almost like you know when you're in a car that has six gears. And you think you've maxed out at gear six, but all of a sudden somehow there's another gear? <laughs> well, you're, you know, have, I've often found when, I, when you're soloing and, uh, and it's an open solo and you think that you've gone to the final gear, you, you seem to find another gear to be able to go quantum. <laughs> and uh, t- tell me what... what, what Am I putting my finger on something or is that just in my imagination?
2: Well, I, well, I, you know, I, <laughs> it, I, it could be, I don't know, I like, cause I never know what the other outside perspective is, but in my mind, and this is just me as a person in general, of course, as an artist too, I'm always looking for that next level, that next, you know, uh, you know, how to push the boundary a little further. What's the, what's the, is if that, if that's the threshold, then I'm going past it, you know, like kind of thing. So, so I think as a soloist, I'm just always, I'm like, I think we've reached our high point, but I still think i am I've got one more, you know, like, and, and so I kind of, you know, I see if I can push it another step further. Plus, I mean, just music. And, ta-
0: and take everybody with you. And take her. of course, yeah, the, <laughs>
2: the goal is to get, you know, because I, I, you know, I kind of, I love the, I do it for my own enjoyment, of course, but I'm really there as an entertainer and I'm trying to get everybody to have the maximum you know good time that they can possibly have so that's sort of my, in my mind I'm like we're all going to the next level people you know so it feels like that to, I, I, at least that's how it is in my mind but uh, but you know and I've also liked a lot of different kinds of guitarists over the years so I try to see if I can incorporate that you know I could go from being a you know into the you know rock guitarist to listening to somebody like Pat Metheny or or um or um Wes Montgomery or you know or or something you know like like Jango Reinhardt which obviously led to the caravan of Thieves' uh, concept.
0: Cool. We are listening to the Bridgeport-based guitarist and vocalist, Fuzz, and you are listening to Rob Freed and Band Central Radio. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Um, Fuzz, in a couple minutes, we're going to play a song that you wrote called Coming Down, which is uh, something everybody has to go through. It's about kind of coming back from a breakup of a relationship. Um, but before we get there, I want I want you to take a couple minutes and talk about what projects do you have going on now? Let's not talk about the past. Let's say, what, what's, what should our listeners know about you that's going on now?
2: Um, well, that, that's a good question. I, so, you know, last year was, uh, and we're still in it, but, you know, pandemic lockdown mode, I, I think I started to switch gears a lot Um as an artist and just as a person, I'm, I've, you know, I've been doing this music career stuff for you know over thirty years now, and so I've over the years I've, you know, accumulated all these different abilities and skills, and some of them needed to be a little fine tuned. So over the past year, I've I've been working on my uh, engineering chops and my my production chops, and also writing a lot for myself. I've been doing a lot of shows as a solo artist because that was sort of all that I could do. So just me and the guitar, singing, playing guitar, and so 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 for this year coming up. I'm just putting all that stuff into focus and so I'm going to finish this fuzz recording project which is going to be the launch of me as just you know we'll just call it fuzz for now (laughs) you know where I'm going to it's geared towards me playing acoustic guitar and singing. Mm. And I'm going to be putting the whole thing together. It's very solo. It's like I'm going to be recording it, producing it, engineering it, mixing it. You know, marketing it, branding it. You know, you name it, the whole thing myself. And so, just because you know, I've got I've got the home space to do it, and and the time, and also there's you know I got to work alone anyway. So so that plus you know plus I've been starting to get more work as a producer for other people's music and other projects. So I'm doing more of that work. I'm going to try to. I'm I plan on launching very soon actually a a very encompassing music services uh, site where I offer all these different services as a producer as an engineer as a session guy if you want my me tracking on your record uh, as a teacher as a consultant because I've been doing that too like helping people you know guide them through their music career graphic design branding uh, even event planning I've done some of that last year and so I'm so I'm like trying to offer as many different things that I could think of that would be you know you know that would encompass all the things that I've learned over the years as a musician and as a behind-the-scenes guy too, because I've been the booking agent, I've been the manager, I've been the tour manager. You know, so I just it's, I'm trying to see if I can offer as many of these uh, services as possible.
0: Yeah, so you're bringing it all together. Well, if you're if you're a musician or you're a music educator, uh, you know. Feel free at this moment to reach out to Fuzz even before his uh, platform is set up and learn about how he might help you produce something you're thinking about or uh, how he can help engineer what you're doing to the next level. A lot of people have been expressing their creativity, you know, in artistry during this uh, COVID period. For sure. So, you know, maybe there are some people that would like to reach out to you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, how uh... how can how can what's the best way for listeners to find you on social media? Website, yeah. whatever.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, until I get this, I haven't. It's probably going to be fuzzink.com. That's that's the that's the site I'm looking at. But but until that's up and running, it's basically just me on social media, which is fuzz san giovanni, which is on Facebook, Instagram. Of course, my bands are up there too. caravanofthieves.com, dot uh, com. You know, blackout dot net. Also on social media, you know, Instagram, Facebook. Those pages are up. All those, you know, me and all the different things I've done are on Spotify, YouTube, you know, artist channels, YouTube uh, channel, you know, that kind of thing. It's all up on, you know, all the. Basically all the pages that Great. are <laughs> fuzz
0: San Giovanni and and, and uh, are there any opportunities for people who are uh, starting to venture out to hear you or, or maybe even to see you uh, you know live stream or anything like that? Yeah,
2: yeah. There's actually two events coming up. One is uh, the Lockdown Music Festival that actually Chris Franz uh, reached out to me to, to to get Deep Banana Blackout involved. So we're going to do a Deep Banana Blackout. That's on the 13th of uh, March. Uh, you know, it's the Westport. Um, uh, what is it? The Westport Library, right? That's kind of yeah. s- that, you know. So so that we're doing that with deep banana blackout on the 13th uh, caravan of thieves actually is going to be on the 6th of march uh for ct folk and uh it's a it's going to be run from the state house in new haven and i think it's it's just going to be the two of us carrie and i as a duo because uh, you know social distancing keeping things simple so it, we're going to do like a duo version of caravan of Thieves on march 6th and uh, as, along with a couple of the local artists like Stephen kellogg and and i forget who else is on the bill but but Stephen kellogg's a good friend of ours so that they'll be nice to have him there and and then i've got you know i've got some events coming up on june 4th i'm gonna i'm putting a band together for at the fairfield library uh you know for this guy i've done a few events with last year and um and you know it's going to be a put together band it's mostly like deep banana blackout elise testone is going to be a guest singer and uh so i've been you know putting uh, things like that together as well to some of these
0: like live band productions well fuzz is certainly uh Really entertaining to listen to, but also really fun to play with. So I am about to pick up my uh, bass, and Fuzz is about to pick up his guitar, and we're going to give you a little preview of uh, one of the tunes he's been working on called Coming Down. Ooh la la.
2: Yeah, this is a uh, a rewrite that's probably been done about three different times now. <laughs> You tell me when you're ready. ready. There's the guitar.
3: All right, let's do this. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. I want. Yeah, you have me, Johnson, no, I know that you've been holding now Come on, give it up, give it up yeah, Teasing like it's pleasing you, so don't give me your reason yeah, I'm giving up but to fast back, forward And just getting over it uh, It's gonna be a love and Not of here yeah, Baby I don't mind living If I live a little But don't get me so high Kiss the ground So finally getting sober In the midnight uh, Coming down For you Right Nights when I was fixing. I'll be wishing for your sweet kiss and your love. Now give it up. Said, now I'm in remission. Don't need your permission. No, no, yeah, I'm giving up. Said, now fast back coming, but ain't no overdosing. No, scurry me a loving out of you. Don't living if I live a little, you know. but don't get me so high I kiss the ground. Said finally getting sober in the midnight hour, coming down from you, All right? All right? Let's out. out
4: hmm. Yeah
3: oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, coming down, coming down. Come on now. Just like the river I've been running ever since
0: Aretha Franklin playing Sam Cooke's A Change Is Gonna Come. And uh, we wanted to play that in honor of Black History Month. Right? A change is gonna come. Um, I am Rob Fried, and you're listening to Band Central Radio. And we just had a wonderful inter- in, uh, interview with uh, Fuzz San Giovanni, And uh, now we have the pleasure of having on the phone with us a friend of mine, who we uh, we run in some circles in terms of live music and philanthropy. He's a, a developer, and I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself. Howard, are you there? I'm
4: here, Rob. Thank you for having me.
0: Sure. So we have uh, Howard Saffin on the line. And uh, Howard, you know, why don't you just start off? Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you evolved to becoming a real estate developer, and then how you then became involved as a sports entrepreneur and now an an entertainment entrepreneur.
4: Thank you. Um, So way back when, um, I'm a a lawyer by trade and um, I I purchased a window and door company in Bridgeport, Connecticut uh, called Bishop Manufacturing and uh, one factory turned into three factories and I was fortunate enough to have sold the business and uh, Bridgeport became near and dear to my heart. Uh, so post post uh, post window and door factories. Um, a one of my lawyers, Roger Leifer, had suggested that I go into the real estate development business um, because I had a tremendous amount of construction
0: background. What what and, what, what uh, year around is this? Like um, the eighties? We talking about?
4: No no no. This is this is roughly uh, 19... 19
0: 99. Oh, okay. Okay.
4: And uh so with my partner Joe Grasso, uh we started building high-end luxury homes in Fairfield County mm-hmm. and eventually moving towards uh commercial commercial real estate development. Uh at the at the same time, um I I um purchased uh a golf center in Shelton and um and that golf center became a sports center it's called sports center of connecticut and um it's 20 acres of uh family fun from ice skating to uh to golf to batting cages bowling etc and um one day um the bridgeport sound tigers i had just started and uh a dear friend of mine alan panzer was the uh uh, had a suite at the arena at Harbor Yard, as it was called back then. And um, he said, how about you come to a hockey game? And we went with our, son, our respective sons. And uh, next, next to our suite was uh, the general manager of the Islanders, Mike Milbury. And uh, I went over to say hi to Mike because I knew him from a prior life and told him that I was building ice skating rinks in Shelton. And he suggested that I come down to Long Island and show the plans to the owner of the Islanders. And fast forward, uh, um, after successfully uh, convincing the owner of the Islanders that the Bridgeport Sound Tigers should practice at the rinks at Shelton, he asked me if uh, I'd be his partner at Islanders Iceworks in Syosset, which was the Islanders' practice facility. So we were partners for years. And then, and then you had uh, full
0: two full-time jobs, right? And yeah
4: and I had multiple <laughs> full-time jobs, and then became president of the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, eventually um, overseeing the Nassau Coliseum and, and the business side of the Islanders, and then eventually pulling back to Connecticut and, uh, and being partners with Charles Wong at the uh, what's now called the Webster Bank Arena. And um, so that's by way of background. And then well, how did well that running.
0: how did that evolve then into, uh, you know, your you being an entertainment entrepreneur as well? And because we, so,
4: yeah, so so overseeing the Nassau Coliseum, um, I got a taste of of obviously running an arena, and uh, and the enter- and the entertainment part of it. Um, our GM there is a brilliant guy by the name of Chris Wright who, in fact, uh, oversees Legion Stadium in Las Vegas right now. And um, he, he taught me a lot. And uh, so uh, my office at the Webster Bank Arena used to overlook the uh, what was known as the Bluefish Stadium. And, um, you know, my original thought was, let's get one of the baseball teams, the Mets or the Yankees, to have an affiliation here so we can fill up the stadium. And, uh, unfortunately, the Mets and the Yankees have to sign off on, on, uh, on that. And uh, the Mets wouldn't sign off on the Yankees being an affiliate. Mm. So, uh, so uh, un- unfortunately, the Bluefish um, sort of died on the vine. And uh, one day I was having lunch with uh, Jim Koplik of Live Nation, and he said to me that, um, you know, Connecticut really needed a boutique amphitheater and they were considering doing something in Danbury. And uh, and I said, why Danbury? He said, because a city like Bridgeport's not available. So I went I went back to my office and I started looking at at the baseball stadium <laughs> and I called him up the next day. And I said, are you really serious about a boutique amphitheater? And he said, I'm dead serious. And I said, well, I think I have the perfect location. And um so that was eight years ago. And uh through the trials and tribulations, uh, lo and behold, uh May fifteenth we open our doors to uh the Harbor Yard Amphitheater and uh to uh we start off with ten college graduations and uh and then we'll we'll transition into uh into concerts provided that the uh the governor opens up our, our facility.
1: Hey Howard, it's uh Steve Di I wanted to ask a a quick question. Uh, You know, I have a bird's eye view out in my GM office. I've had uh, a beautiful opportunity to see, you know, things kind of uh, coming out of the ground. Uh, Can you give an update on on just, uh, you know, where things are with the, uh, you've got this incredible, beautiful canopy coming, right? And also, what can we
0: expect uh, this summer? So the um, Any, anything you could say, like telling things for the first time, people are going to hear it on PKM. We want to break some news here, Howard. <laughs>
4: okay. Well, so so uh, several things about the construction. So the the stadium, as you would know, it is pretty much finished, notwithstanding uh, the finishes, the painting and and um, seat installations, things like that. The back of house that we affectionately call the barn. Um, which is attached to the stage, um, is pretty much complete as well. In fact, they're carpeting today. Mm. Um, so the what's left is, and what you see out your window, Steve, um, is, is a 125-foot 100, high steel structure that's over a million pounds of steel. That's 60,000 square feet. Um, so that steel structure is pretty much complete. In fact, uh, on Friday in the snow, They uh, finished installing the steel for the entrance pavilion, Mm. and um, so we will start to um, we'll start next month to wrap that steel with the tensile fabric, and um, that that's that takes uh, about forty five days, and that'll get us to uh, to being on time for the uh, for graduation. Uh, with regard to concerts, um, uh, the uh, that's a Live Nation issue, uh, and you may want to get Jim Coplick on the phone because I'm a sports guy, not a uh, not a concert guy, um, and, and maybe he can share some uh, some artists. I but think. the
0: the idea will be it'll be the panoply of Live Nation type acts, which are generally bigger than what we'd expect at some of the music venues here in Connecticut which is a really, you know, it means people don't need to go to the Madison Square Garden. They don't need to drive up to Boston. They can, they'll be able to see music like they've not been able to see in this area, right?
4: For sure. So um, because it's, it's a boutique amphitheater, which is pretty unique in size, um, if you think about it, it's, uh, we're 5,700 seats and 92% of all seats are covered. So unlike Jones Beach, which is uncovered and you can get rained on or or for that matter, almost any amphitheater out there. Um, this is a very, very unique venue, and uh, notwithstanding uh, Xfinity, um, which can hold upwards of twenty-five thousand, this will this will be the largest outdoor uh, venue in the area.
0: Well, thanks. Hey, we're listening to uh, Howard Saffin uh, from the uh, Harbor Yard Amphitheater, uh, and he's uh, talking about the amphitheater, but. Howard, this is a, a community radio hour, and one of the things I wanted to have you just take a couple minutes on is what is the amphitheater going to mean for the city of Bridgeport and the well-being of you know, people who live in Bridgeport and some of the local businesses?
4: So the economic impact of the amphitheater is projected to be in excess of $50 million. And when you say what does that mean, it means that the amphitheater itself will employ almost a thousand people. And those thousand people will be local people, um, no different than the employees at the arena. We look for people who are, who are born, raised in Bridgeport, and understand the importance of Bridgeport. Um, so that's, that's a huge get. In terms of the community, um, we as an amphitheater have a 501c3 and um, we will be giving back to the community on a regular basis. Uh, we feel very, very strongly about the youth in Bridgeport and creating opportunities. In fact, um, the amphitheater will be for a large majority of the people will be their first job um, graduate, since graduating high school.
0: No, yeah, so, and I, I, you know, I having I've, you know, I've strolled the amphitheater grounds with you, and you know, we've had the opportunity to have. Uh, lunch and connect a bit and you know and i know i know you care i know you really want to walk the talk in terms of doing some good in the community what you know just give me a what are there anything other things you're involved with just in terms of trying to do good in the community um either events or things that are on your mind yeah yeah yeah,
4: let me give you an example so three weeks ago jeanette heron uh since he since excuse me city council woman Jeanette Heron came into our office, and she, she um, had the idea of creating uh, or giving 25 coats to the homeless. And these aren't just regular coats. These are coats that turn into sleeping bags. So she asked if we would sponsor this event. And I said to her, of course, but why are we stopping at 25 coats? So um, we created, uh, with the help of Live Nation and Connoisseur Media, um, Kristen Okeson and Jeff Warshaw, uh, we created uh, Jimmy Koplick's Coats for a Cause. And over the weekend, or excuse me, on Thursday, the Radiothon, um, we raised in excess of $90,000, which represents 700-plus coats. So from from a small um, idea from um, from the city council, we were able to make a marked impact um, for the city of Bridgeport, for the homeless. And uh, and hopefully this is something we continue to do on an annual basis.
0: Yeah, that is really great and really inspirational. And um, I'm sure we're going to hear more of your name in the year to come with just not only the amphitheater, but how the amphitheater is bringing buoyancy to the community. So uh, thank you for all of that, Howard. And thank you for being our guest here on Band Central Radio on PKN.
4: My pleasure, and uh, I, I love what you guys do. And I've known Steve for a very, very long time, since his days in the golf industry. And uh, I, I can't wait to see you guys shift over to Bijou Square.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right, it. Take, All the good, best. take good care, Howard. Take care. Take
4: care, guys. Bye-bye.
5: i oh, now when I'm kissing my love And I can feel my heart just thumping and skipping when I'm kissing my love.
0: All right, all right. We're approaching the end of the hour here, and uh, we've had a great time. We hope we hope you've enjoyed your lunch or, or driving to wherever you're driving and uh, hanging out with us here on Band Central Radio. This is Rob Freed, and we are on the fourth Monday of every month. Man, that was a good show. Steve, do you uh, Excellent show.
1: Really fun and a great guest. Fuzz, it was really fun to have you in the studios again, and oh, it was great was it? to have uh, Howard uh, on, on the phone, Howard Saffin from uh, the amphitheater. You don't get to hear from them that often, so it's a—it uh, was a good get. Rob. Fuzzy,
2: you have a good time. I had a great time. It was always great seeing you guys and hanging here and just you know shooting the you know what.
0: Yeah, man, we got well. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll get outside the studio and get on stage again soon. Uh, yeah, that's the goal. You know, post post pandemic. <laughs> All right, folks. Well. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your Monday. Have a great week. Merc- Mercury is out of retrograde, so it's start to it's time to put yourselves back out there. And uh, you're listening to "Kissing My Love" by Bill Withers. We're signing off, Band Central Radio. Till next time, bye bye.
5: What she does, all she want to do is kiss and hug, she's got me in love and I can feel my heart just a thumping and a skipping, when I'm kissing my love.